So what I like to talk about a lot outside of the beautiful, beautiful value of living a plant-based lifestyle is I also like to talk about what it means to build a successful coaching career and some of the things you should be considering. Some you may have considered before, some maybe you haven't thought about as much. And today I want to talk about specializing and the benefits of doing so. But I also want to throw in a bonus and I want to give you three risks of specializing as well, because it's not all good. Nothing is all good. Everything comes with its pros and its cons, and this is no different. Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat chronic lifestyle diseases and chronic health challenges. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions or disorders which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like their exercise regimen, drug and alcohol use, chronic stress, the quality of their relationships, and of course, their diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad to write a prescription, healthcare providers had a comprehensive solution that could be used in lieu of pills and procedures? What if health coaches had a proven process to increase client compliance? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for health coaches and health professionals who are done with simply managing their clients and patients' chronic lifestyle disease and finally ready to start reversing them by taking a whole food plant-based and cognitive behavioral approach. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith, plant-based health and business coach, founder of the Black Health Academy, and creator of Farm to Table Plant-Based Coaching Program and the Plant Protocol Plant-Based Coaching Certification. Thank you for tuning in today. It's time to come get this health. Today's episode is sponsored by the Plant Protocol Plant-Based Coaching Certification, the first of its kind. It is the first plant-based coaching certification, which ensures you are fully prepared to assist your clients with life-changing transformations that they absolutely refuse to stop talking about. Not only will you learn nutrition science and understand how to effectively use a whole food plant-based diet to combat chronic lifestyle diseases, you'll also hone your coaching skills. In the plant protocol, we use cognitive behavioral coaching techniques to increase client compliance. Because what's the use of knowing your subject matter if you're not skilled at effectively coaching a client to adopting and adhering to it? In the plant protocol, we focus on three key areas, mastery, integrity, and confidence in coaching. Mastery of the science, integrity in your messaging, and confidence in your coaching ability. Please visit theplantprotocol.com today to apply. As most of you know, I've talked about it a few times that the coaching industry in general, not just the health coaching industry, but the coaching industry in general is really young. It's really, really young. And so there's not a lot of structure. There is not a lot of oversight. There's not a lot of definitive do's and don'ts. So what I like to talk about a lot outside of the beautiful, beautiful value of living a plant-based lifestyle is I also like to talk about what it means to build a successful coaching career and some of the things you should be considering. Some you may have considered before, some maybe you haven't thought about as much. And today I want to talk about specializing and the benefits of doing so. But I also want to throw in a bonus and I want to give you three risks 
of specializing as well, because it's not all good. Nothing is all good. Everything comes with its pros and its cons, and this is no different. So when it comes to your coaching business, I want to give you some things to think about as you're building it out or as you're refining it. And this is, you know, for anyone who's a coach, obviously my specialty is health coaching, more specifically plant-based health coaching. But any coach needs to be thinking about whether or not they want to be a generalist or a specialist. And I want to break down for you the risks and benefits of doing both. So when I say becoming a specialized plant-based health coach, this is kind of like a specialization within a specialization, right? Because we know health coaching is a broader umbrella. And then within that umbrella, right, you have different types of health coaches. And of course, the one I specialize in, the one I train up are plant-based health coaches. So plant-based health coaching in and of itself is a niche, but plant-based eating, um, plant-based lifestyles, it's becoming necessary to specialize even more within that umbrella. So I want to talk about the risk and benefits of doing both today. It might be obvious some of the benefits of specializing, but what may not be so obvious are some of the risks of specializing. And that's going to be really key when you're really considering what type of health coach you want to be, what type of plant-based health coach you want to be. Because what happens, and I find this to be true with like, I would say 99, if not 100% of my coaches inside of the plant protocol, plant-based coaching certification, we are emotionally driven. So we arrive at this career strictly from excitement and passion. Like there's so much passion around being a plant-based health coach because many of us, our desire to becoming a plant-based health coach stems from our own transformation. It stems from our own personal experience. And so there's so much passion when we arrive at this career. We haven't gave one thought about building a business, what to charge, who to talk to, you know, and let alone how to specialize, all right? Or let's say facts. <laughs> so we arrive just like, listen, this is the most phenomenal beautiful, amazing transformational experience I've ever had. And I have to tell everybody I know about it. I want to transform everyone. Like that is how most people arrive at this lifestyle. We're just like, it's the best thing that ever happened. That's probably how most health coaches arrive at the career. Very rarely does someone decide to become a health coach and not have their own personal health transformation. And so I let everyone off the hook here, right? Like there is no reason why you would have ever considered specialization or business structure and all of that stuff, business model, revenue model, because listen, I'm just here to serve. I want to help everyone. But listen, that's what I'm here for. That's what the plant protocol is here for, to give you some structure around these things. And so let's dive in. First, I'm going to start with the three benefits of specializing as a plant-based health coach. Then I'm going to talk about three risks of specializing as a plant-based health coach, which really can apply to health coaching in general, because none of the benefits or risks that I'm going to name are specific to plant-based health coaches. And then I'm also going to give you maybe two to three pieces of advice around how to make your decision. Okay. So first, three benefits of specializing as a plant-based health coach. And before I start, let me define that in and of itself because you're a plant-based health coach, but what it means to specialize as a plant-based health coach means what problem am I specifically articulating that I can solve? So specializing is all about being as specific as possible with what 
problem I want to solve. So you may be thinking, I just want everybody to be healthy. Everybody needs to eat plants. Everybody just needs to eat this way. But I promise you, as I go through these risks and these benefits, you will hear why you need to get more specific in that statement. And that's one of the most popular questions I ask when I'm talking to entrepreneurs. I was just doing a talk literally two nights ago at the Wayne State School of Business to an entrepreneur class, and I was teaching revenue models. But in that class, I was telling them, you're not a business until you make money, but you only start a business to solve a problem. I'm going to say that again. You're not a business until you make money, but you only start a business to solve a problem. And when it comes down to coaching, which is becoming a more and more vast industry, that's really easy to break into because you don't have to go to formal schooling. You don't have to have all of these like state certified boards and exams, right? It's really easy to become a coach. Becoming a coach is almost just a decision. Now, that doesn't make you a good coach. That doesn't make you a coach that can get results. That doesn't make you a coach full of integrity. But being a coach in many cases is just a decision for many people. It doesn't require a whole lot in order to call yourself a coach. And so that's part of the reason I'm here is to help create some structure around it. But you have to be specific about what problem you want to specifically solve. That's what specializing means. Like, what are you going to articulate that you do? So inside of the plant protocol, plant-based coaching certification, our coaches are required to niche down. This is all about niching down. And we have coaches who specialize in diabetes. We have coaches that specialize in obesity. We have coaches that specialize in menopause. We have coaches that specialize in hypertension. So you get where I'm going, right? So really niching down on what specific problem you want to solve. We have a coach that specializes in athletic performance. So everything doesn't have to be a disease. So it's really important to think about that. And here's three benefits of doing so. The first is you solve a more sophisticated problem. You solve a more high level problem. So the first benefit is like it really feeds that altruistic side of you. It really helps you to ensure that you can see the results and the fruits of your labor with the client. When you solve a more specific problem, like if you're working with a client to specifically address their type 2 diabetes or to specifically address their high cholesterol, you're solving a more sophisticated problem and you're more likely to build a closer more tangible, meaningful, I guess is the word I'm looking for, more meaningful relationship with that client. And you're more likely to see the fruits of your labor because you guys are really, really working toward a specific outcome. And it is just a more sophisticated, high level problem, which makes the client, of course, happy, but also gives you a point of pride, right? Because we know the ultimate goal in life, one of the ultimate goals is to reach that point of self-actualization. Meaning you're really feeling like that your gifts and talents are being utilized to make the world a better place. Your gifts and talents are being used at their fullest potential. So the first benefit, again, is you're solving a more sophisticated problem. Okay. The second benefit to specializing as a plant-based health coach is mastery. So when you specialize, when you really niche down and detail the problem you solve for people as opposed to being a generalist, are you develop a level of mastery that's unlike any other general health coach because that mastery gives you authority in the marketplace and makes you more attractive because when you specialize, you can speak to a specific problem and you will have a deeper understanding of that 
challenge or whatever it is than the average person. And the perfect example of this that we all know pretty well is in the medical world, right? You have general family physicians, general practitioners, and you have specialists. Our specialists might be a gastroenterologist, a neurologist, a podiatrist, right? Or we have doctors who are specialists and we have doctors who are generalists. So it's the same concept. When you're a specialist, you're held to a higher standard because you're expected to have a higher level of mastery in your subject matter. So that's the second benefit. You really develop a level of mastery that cannot be denied, which really helps you to stand out from other individuals in the marketplace who are kind of talking the same language as you. But you're able to go three, four, five layers deeper around a specific subject matter. And not only that, you're now talking to a specific person. Because believe it or not, while most health coaches get really excited and want to work with everyone because everyone needs to be healthy, the truth of the matter is when you talk to everyone, you're talking to no one. And so one of the main benefits of niching down and specializing is that you're talking to someone because think about it. I mean, there's a ton of people who are battling type two diabetes. There are a ton of people who are battling obesity. There are a ton of people who are battling hypertension. And so what some people tend to believe is that if I niche down, I'm excluding people, then I, I won't be able to help as many people, which is not true. When you're a generalist, you're talking to everyone and no one at the same time. However, when you niche down, you're really talking to your people. You are able to establish a rapport with those individuals, and you're able to demonstrate a level of mastery that the average health coach just has not acquired. So that's the second benefit to really niching down and becoming a specialist. The third and final benefit to niching down and becoming a specialist, the third one I want to name, that could probably have written like a laundry list of them. But the third and final one is, let's talk business, baby. You increase your earning potential, period. Let's go back to the healthcare example. A family's physician just doesn't get paid as much as a neurologist. It's just the truth, right? Because the specialist had to stay in school longer. Their residency was probably longer. They had to do way more training, right? A general physician doesn't get paid as much as a surgeon. So when you specialize, you have the potential to increase your earning potential. Because again, it goes back to number one, you're solving a more sophisticated problem. So the more sophisticated the problem you're solving, the more you can command in the marketplace from a monetary standpoint. Because when you're solving a more sophisticated problem, automatically it's going to cost that person more to pay. It's going to cost them more to get that problem solved, right? And so you really increase your earning potential. You really increase your authority in the marketplace. And you're solving a more sophisticated problem. So you really get to uh, have a front row seat, that transformation taking place. Because you're more than likely going to spend more time with the client with the more sophisticated problem, which means you're going to develop a deeper relationship. But then you're also going to be there by their side for that entire transformation. So those are the benefits. And they are some great benefits. Trust me. And I've been both. I've been a bit of a generalist and I've been a specialist. But let me tell you the risk. Because we always talk about, listen, Here's why you need to do it my way. And here's why it's so good to do it my way. But I'm not here to do that. I'm not here to be biased. I also want to share with you the risk of specializing. Now, 
in my certification, the plant protocol, it is true that when you come into the program, you are required to specialize. But it's all over our website. It's all over in the application. We make it very clear. We have an assessment that applicants have to take before they get to their suitability interview. And we talk about the fact that we believe in specializing and niching down in the program. But that doesn't mean it doesn't come with risk, right? So specializing is a beautiful, beautiful thing for, again, altruistic reasons, monetary and business reasons. However, there are risks to doing so. So let me go over three risks to specializing. The first of which is that you're longer in practice, meaning it's going to take longer to become a master, to develop that level of mastery. So way more education, way more con ed. You have to get way more reps in before you can declare a level of mastery. You're going to have to have way more receipts, right? If you're specializing as opposed to being a general practitioner, you're going to have to show receipts. You're going to have to, at some point, have some data, have some proof points that show that you really know what you're talking about. And so that takes way more effort. So depending on where you are in your career, depending on how deep you want to go into this thing, whether it being a full-time thing, a side hustle, some people come to health coaching as like a second career and when they're closer to their senior years. So it depends on how much work you're willing to put in and how long, but developing a level of mastery requires you to be in practice much longer to get those receipts, to get that data and to make sure you really know what you're talking about. And so it takes much longer. Again, just like going to school to be an MD, a general practitioner is going to graduate and be well on their way, a way before a surgeon, where a surgeon is going to be in practice, I think, years longer than a general practitioner. So that's the first thing. The second risk of specializing and niching down is that you're going to be more than likely, this is not for everyone, but probably more in the beginning, but you're going to be subjected to more imposter syndrome, meaning you're going to have identity crisis issues sometimes, if I'm being honest. This has happened to me. This has happened to my professionals in the program where you really begin to question yourself. You really begin to question, do I know what I'm talking about? Can I do this? Can I really help someone? And it really requires a lot of personal development. So if you're going to specialize, if you're going to niche down, it requires you to really take an introspective look at yourself, your limiting beliefs. You really have to unpack those limiting beliefs, get to the root of them, verify them or unverify them with data. It takes a little more work on the person in order to specialize, especially if you're operating out of integrity. I mean, anyone can claim a specialty, but I mean, when you say you specialize and you do have receipts and you have everything to back it up, it doesn't make you immune to imposter syndrome. And that is a major risk because your identity as a coach plays a huge role in your ability to be able to effectively coach someone. Because when you have those identity challenges and they happen to everyone, you have to understand how to work through them, how to navigate them so you can get back to your best self in order to perform for your clients. So the second risk of specializing is those, those bouts of imposter syndrome. Now, a generalist has them too, don't get me wrong, but when you are a specialist, you know, those bouts of imposter syndrome tend to last longer. Sometimes it makes you go deeper. Sometimes it puts you in a state of catatonic fear 
where you don't move on your business, where you're not performing in your business, where you're not showing up because you're having all of these issues around, can I do this? So specializing requires way more personal development. Okay. And the final risk of specializing as a plant-based health coach is, and this is a huge one, an increased risk of public scrutiny and critique. It's a fact, especially. So one of the things we teach our coaches inside of the program is that if you're creating a plant-based health career, a career around plant-based nutrition and plant-based specialty, essentially what you're doing is you're developing a disruptive business. So one of the things, um, distinctions I make for my coaches in the program is that you can either have an interruptive business or a disruptive business. A plant-based health coaching business, plant-based health professional, whether you're integrated into your mental health practice, your current medical practice, or you're just starting from scratch as a coach. If you're teaching individuals how to adopt a plant-based regimen to solve a health challenge, you may not even realize this, but you're actually developing a disruptive business. And we define what that is in a program, but you have to understand that when you're developing a disruptive business, think of other businesses that are disruptive are things like Airbnb, Uber, like businesses who came in and disrupted the way things were being done so much so, like they started stealing market share from an existing entity or structure and it caused all type of hoopla, right? That's what a plant-based business is because you're telling people like, you don't have to do it the way traditional medicine has been telling you. You're not going to reverse your type 2 diabetes with just insulin and metformin. Like we need to change all of this. Like that's disruptive. We're not complimentary in many instances. We can be disruptive depending on what our recommendations are. And when you are creating a disruptive business, that means that you are going to be more prone to public scrutiny and critique, both from the individuals that come from the more traditional Western way of doing things and from the general public who aren't trained in any of this and they just disagree with you. Like there's going to be so much opposition and I'm not, I don't want to say so much opposition like to scare anyone away, but you have to expect opposition. There's no way everyone is going to agree that a plant-based approach is the most optimal way of achieving the goal that you're helping your clients achieve. And there's always, always going to be scrutiny and critique both on your process, i.e. a plant-based approach, and on you as a person, as an individual, where you go to school, who taught you that, what books you read, like what makes you qualified. Don't let you be a minority doing this. I promise you, it can get disrespectful. I'll tell those stories later. But if you are going to specialize, being a plant-based coach in and of itself is going to open you up to critique. But then when you really niche down, you really open yourself up to additional critique and scrutiny. And that has to be something that you are ready for because it is a risk. Here you come with your brown self. Don't let you be a brown female. But However many, you know, marginalized titles you have on your person just opens you up to even more. And here you come claiming that you know how to solve this sophisticated problem with this nuanced process. Just expect scrutiny. Just expect critique. Now, 
I'm going to leave you with some advice, though. Let me give you some advice because we don't end on low notes. Let me give you the advice to help you make the decision. I'm just here to give you the information, right? Those are the risks of specializing and those are the benefits of specializing. But I do have some pieces of advice to help you make a decision just so that you have clarity. The first is your decision on whether or not you want to be more of a generalist or want to be a specialist should be based on your personal mission. So don't let the pros and cons necessarily be the drivers in your decision. Your decision should be based on your personal mission. Here's my example. My personal mission is to extend the healthy life expectancy of people of color on this planet. That's my personal mission. Like every decision I make in my business, every offer that I think about developing in my business, it's never a money-driven decision. Like, is this going to make more money? Is this going to make more money? Unless it's already under the right umbrella, right? But every time I speak, every time I teach, every time I accept a speaking engagement, my mission is to extend the healthy life expectancy of people of color, personal mission, which means my decision to specialize as opposed to being a generalist was guided, or should I say, was informed by that mission. Because I believe that if I specialize in chronic lifestyle disease, for example, then I will be closer to the transformation. I will develop a higher level of mastery. I will solve more sophisticated problems that will increase the chances of extending those students and those clients' life expectancy. If I'm a generalist, I can't guarantee that as much as I can if I'm a specialist. So what's your personal mission? That's my first piece of advice for making your decision. It should be driven by your personal mission. Okay. My second piece of advice on making a decision on whether or not you should specialize or be more general is your decision should be based on personal experience or intimate exposure. So inside of the plant protocol, when we're taking our students through the lesson to specialize, what we tell them is your decision on what to specialize in should be based on one of two things, either your personal experience or intimate exposure, because we teach a high level of integrity in the program. So what that means is we don't want anyone claiming mastery around something that they only have textbook experience with. And so we really believe in specializing really based on personal experience or intimate exposure. Now, listen, we have doctors and nurses and practitioners in the program, so they have a lot of intimate exposure to a lot of chronic health challenges. So you don't necessarily have to have had the condition yourself. Like you don't have to personally be a cancer survivor to say you want to specialize in cancer. But if you are not a personal cancer survivor, then you have to have intimate exposure with it. Maybe you were a cancer nurse who, you know, was disseminated, helped patients with chemotherapy for years. That gives you definitely have credibility. We definitely going to listen to you as you're telling us what you've seen, what you saw and why a plant based approach is going to be a, a much better way or a complementary way to treating cancer. Right. So you have to have personal experience or intimate exposure. And that's how you should make your decision, because what some coaches do, just what some uninformed coaches do is if they do decide to specialize, because some of our coaches have tried this in the program and we've had to course correct them. If they do try and specialize, they try and specialize based on what they think is a more popular need in the population. 
and the most common example of this is overweight. So someone would try and specialize and say, I want to help people lose weight. And they haven't had their own weight loss journey. They don't have intimate exposure to what a weight loss journey looks like, feels like. They may have lost weight going plant-based, but maybe it wasn't significant or maybe that wasn't even their goal. It was just a happy side effect. And so what some coaches do some unexperienced individuals do is they will try and specialize based on what they think just a general hot topic is or, you know, a clickbait specialty. But trust me when I tell you, there are more people than you think that are battling the challenge that you want to address. Don't let the fact that something like weight loss or type 2 diabetes is more popular, make you believe that you should lean towards one of those subjects, right? Now, the other side of that is even if you do decide to fall under one of those more common umbrellas, because you do have personal experience or intimate exposure to it, you should still be finding a way to niche down within that. So I'll give you an example. We have a coach in the program, Coach Milan, who does specialize in weight loss specifically. However, she only does it for parents with children ages zero to seven because that was her experience. And she specifically started her plant-based health journey because she was pregnant with her daughter or just had her daughter. And she was like afraid. She tells her story really well, but she was really afraid of her daughter being overweight. And she wanted to bring her daughter into this world and start her daughter's life with healthy habits. And so while her specialty is weight loss, because she has lost weight, it's still niche down even within that umbrella. So if you're not a parent, you don't even qualify to work with Milan. <laughs> okay. And if you're not a parent with a child age zero to seven, so understanding that even under those more broader umbrellas, you can get even more specialized. All right. And so that's the second piece of advice on how you should be making your decision. And do I have personal experience or intimate exposure to this niche, which will, number one, it will fast track me reaching that level of mastery because I have that personal experience or that career experience treating patients and treating people with this condition. And that's going to fast track you to a level of authority because you always, and this is the last piece of advice for making a decision, you want to grow where you're planted. So that really means it's much easier to develop specialty, to develop mastery around something that you know intimately. Because one of the things we teach in the plant protocol as far as behavior change is we use a cognitive behavioral approach to changing behavior. This is a, a lot of psychology, right? Just understanding how your potential client is making decisions and what they're thinking. And one of the most key aspects to that is their belief systems. So if you're dealing with someone who's been obese for years, you just knowing what to eat and what not to eat is not going to transform them. I'm just going to tell you right now, like the cat's out the bag. If you think and you guys have probably heard me talk about this a ton of times. But if you think just mastery around your subject matter is going to get your client a transformation, it's not. So what you need in addition to mastery around your subject matter is mastery around psychology and human behavior change. How do you understand psychology of the person that you're coaching, personal experience, or intimate exposure to the problem you're solving for them. Because I don't care how many certifications, how many books you don't read, how much con ed you've done. There's nothing like 
understanding what that person is thinking because you've been there. I promise you there's nothing like it. So I've been overweight, right? Like I lost 65 pounds. So when a person is overweight, I understand what they're thinking and how those insecurities are informing their next decision. I understand the overwhelm and stress they feel when it's time to eat, especially eat in public. Like I understand what it means to go shopping and just feel really insecure in your body. And so me having that personal experience is going to help me tap into the mindset of the client so we can get to the transformation. Me just having nutrition science education is not going to do that. And so when you specialize and when you have personal experience or intimate exposure to your specialty, it gives you an insight and helps you to build a rapport with the client that the average health coach who is only textbook educated and just grabbed a specialty out the air with no rhyme or reason as to why they chose it is never going to outperform you. Never. And I don't care if they have 10 more degrees and letters behind their name. They won't outperform you because people are love to be led by people that they feel understands them, hears them, sees them, and most importantly, has been where they are. Right. So often, I think kind of the older way of making consumer decisions has been you know, what are the credentials of the person? What's the schooling and the background of the person? And don't get me wrong, some of that definitely still carries weight, 100%. However, when it comes to the coaching industry, because when you hire a coach, you're not just hiring their expertise, you're hiring them. And it's not like that in our industry. Sometimes you only hire expertise. But when you're hiring a coach, you're not just hiring expertise, you're hiring them. Like they're hiring Lisa, right? They're not just hiring all the books I read, all the schooling I've got, they're hiring Lisa. And when you hire a person, it's usually because you feel like they understand you. You've been where they've been and they make you feel heard. They make you feel like you see them. Listen, I'm currently doing some market research on plant-based certifications because I started my plant-based certification over a year ago. We had like our birthday yesterday, guys. So exciting. And I'm doing some market research. I'm not definitively sure yet because I'm still like in the beginning stages of this research. But I just wanted to see had any other plant-based certifications on the market have been created and started by a person of color. So far, the answer is no, right? Like the top five that are out there is a resounding H to the E, double hockey sticks, no. So I'm just trying to see if there's any other plant-based certification on the marketplace that has the perspective that I have as a person of color coming in and helping marginalized communities adopt this lifestyle for conditions that they're disproportionately impacted by. Because the majority of our students inside of the plant protocol are people of color. And some of them have told me specifically that I'm here because you're the leader. I'm here because I wanted the perspective from you, which is very different. So they were not just investing in my expertise and my intellect. They're investing in me because why? They feel seen. They feel heard. They feel understood. They feel more comfortable. So I'm like, yo, part of the reason I created the plant protocol, plant-based coaching certification was because I'm like, it's a whole bunch of us who are doing this work, who are passionate about this work, but we're learning from people who don't look like us. 
we're learning from people who just don't have our lived experience of being, you know, a marginalized member of this country. And they need a perspective and an education that is culturally relevant. And so I want you to think about your coaching business like that as well. When it comes to specializing, when it comes to niching down, what personal experience or intimate exposure do you have to that specialty that is going to make you more attractive and more magnetic to your prospect? You have to think about that. That should be taken into consideration because coaching is a people business. It's a person business, right? Unless you get into like one of these really big, massive programs where nobody even knows the founder anymore. They've just grown so big, which is not a bad thing. But if you get into one of like these massive programs where you're being coached by somebody that's like 20 times removed from the founder, then it's because that company has done a good job of approving themselves at the marketplace as having a proven, proven process that people want to enroll into because now people are buying the brand and they're not buying the person. But if you are just starting out or just you know now adding a, maybe a coaching component to your current career, your current business, your current health practice, they're buying you. And so you better make doggone sure if you decide to specialize, that you specialize in something where you can speak to their belief systems, you can speak to their limiting belief systems, you can speak to their doubts, you can speak to their worries, you can speak to their hesitations, you can speak to their fears, and you can only do that. There is no textbook that's going to teach you that. There is no con ed that's going to give you that. You can only speak to that because you have been there in one form or another, either work side by side with people who were battling that for years. Maybe you took care of people in your family for years who had that condition. Either you personally had that condition, but they're buying you. And specializing in that way, when you choose your niche from that perspective, it's going to change the game. You are going to be your client's hero. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. But remember all the risks I list for specializing because it comes with some risk. And so you want to think about those things, those three things that I named first to make sure that it's something that you are ready to commit to. And I'll tell you this finally, it doesn't matter what the risks are when you're mission driven. Now, if you're monetarily driven, if you're ego driven, all those risks gonna start mattering. But when you are mission driven, the risks don't matter. And I can't say that loud enough. I'm ready for every piece of scrutiny, critique that the world is about to throw at me. Why? Because my mission is to extend the healthy life expectancy of people of color on this planet. When you are mission driven, the risks don't matter. So if you're trying to figure out where should I start, start with your mission. Why are you in this business in the first place? Why have you made the decision to become a coach in the first place? Like what drove the decision? Yes, you may have had your own transformation, but a whole bunch of people had transformations and didn't decide to turn it into a career. So what is your mission? Decide on your mission and let that drive every decision that you make thereafter. You tuned in today because like me, you are a disruptor. 
you're passionate about health and healing and you have firsthand experience with taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we treat lifestyle disease and not simply reserved for those select few who happen upon this information. However, you need to develop mastery around nutrition science, a better understanding of behavior change to increase client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach a client through those lifestyle modifications. You need a proven process, which is why you need to apply for the Plant Protocol Plant-Based Coaching Certification. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply today. And let's work together to change the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Oh, and by the way, if you enjoy what you heard today, give us a like and leave a review and invite your colleagues to come get this help. Until next time, stay obedient. <laughs>